Dre, we have absolutely no time to waste. We have to get right into this right now. You have five minutes, five minutes exactly, to get in on an odds boost that we really, 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 really love. Uh, So it is Gonzaga and Baylor both to win at plus 100. Uh, If you parlayed those two normally, it would be minus 127. So you're getting, you know, 20% uh, boost here, a little more than that, actually. So this Mm -hmm. is a really good, uh, really good boost uh dre you're the one who pointed it out to me why do you like this yeah i really think um first off we have two great matchups with 11th ranked west virginia going against gonzaga and fifth ranked illinois taking on second ranked uh baylor but really baylor and gonzaga stand out above the rest as two of the safer teams in all of college basketball um Gonzaga, many have said, is easily the most talented Zags team of all time, which is really saying something. Um, Even more than the Matt Bolden days, two-time Colorado Gatorade (laughs) player. Matt Bolden was lit. That was fun. But yes, I think think this team is more stacked than that. Of course, West Virginia, (laughs) one of the tougher opponents they'll have. Um, And then Baylor, this is a team that went on a 20 win streak last year as they play really well, really well coached. Um, So I I, I love them both to win. I think this is one of the better bets you're you're going to get. I mean, Gonzaga money line is minus 400 and the Baylor mine and money line isn't going to be too far off that. So to get this odds boost at plus 100 is really nice. And you got to jump on that because the Gonzaga game. Correct. Yeah, it's the Gonzaga game is starting in like three minutes. So I would highly suggest getting on DraftKings Sportsbook, getting in the odds boost section and pounding that to start. There you go. Odds boost. Gonzaga and Baylor both to win plus 100. There's no time to waste. You have three minutes. Good job, Austin. He got his bet in. Uh, So there we go. Uh, And that transitions us into Heartbreak City. Now, last night was a good night. Last night was a good night because uh, the RK parlay, unapproved, approved, um, I went ahead and uh, and got in on. And uh, it was MSU plus four and a half and the under. My only regret is that I didn't hit the money line because I would have made quite a bit more money. Um, But safe man, smart man's parlay. Uh, the MSU uh, defense was stifling. Duke looked honestly very pedestrian. I feel like that's going to cloud my view of Duke for the rest of the season yeah. uh, because they just they got absolutely clamped by Michigan State. They did. They did. I feel like just about everything we said on the show yesterday was was spot on, including our analysis of this uh, Wednesday night afternoon football game. Um, but you know. We, we ended up picking Michigan State and gun to our head, Kansas, right? And that was a real ni- nail biter. We are very happy we were residents of Hedge City last night with that one. Yep. But, you know, we said in both games, then for different reasons when we made the picks, but the overarching theme, both those picks, the more experienced veteran team would win out. And that was uh, definitely the case in both of those. So that was really nice. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Andre, you know, yesterday I was talking about something called an accountability buddy. Mm. Um, and yeah. you were supposed to hold me accountable for something that you did not. Oh, what was that? Remember, I made a rule that I will not bet on double-digit favorites mm. in the NFL anymore. And 
right here on the show, I was telling people, take the Steelers, and you didn't stop me. Well, I said this one stunk to high heaven to me that the only thing I liked was the under, that this was a, a take the cheese special, don't fall into the trap. But, but I did say I could see this becoming a game where slowly but surely the Ravens defense plays really well, but the offense just can't get enough first downs and the Steelers pull away and overcome RG3, who would have been very limited. That proved out to be 100% true. We didn't factor in little good old Trace McSorley, who really blew that whole thing up. No, what we didn't factor in was that the Steelers were going to get greedy at the end of the game. I don't know who it was, Mm. uh, but the corner tried to jump a route, completely left Hollywood Brown alone, and left uh, Edmonds, not Tremaine Edmonds, but the other Edmonds, Terrell Edmonds, uh, to tackle Hollywood Brown one-on-one at the sideline. It's just like, dude, you literally blew it for everyone. So uh, I did have the under too. That's a, you know, I take some solace in that. It was an easy under for us. Uh, but yes, I'm just, uh, I'm bummed that you didn't tell me that I was breaking my own rule. I, I went, I went rogue and broke a rule with no accountability, buddy. I said it stunk to high heaven that this was a classic <laughs> COVID game. I told our nothing- whole audience to stay away. Oh. There was Ryan. a thing that you would have said, Ryan, that's against your own rules. I would have had no answer for that. Well, I forgot that was one of the new rules <laughs> we've instituted in the last month. You know, you so got to keep up these days. Uh, I fully blame you for my transgressions, <laughs> and uh, we we move on. Um, I feel like you talked me out of doing that Michigan State parlay. I talked. It was a reverse psychology thing. You have to catch on to this. And then you're all over, all over the interwebs bragging about it. You're bragging to me about it. What a heartbreak, you know. I see, I see our guy Austin online bragging. What's going on? I felt so left out, you know. Terrible. I mean, we loved Michigan State and we loved the under. All I said was split them. I didn't say don't bet it. I just said Whoa. bet them separately. And if you would have just taken that advice, you would have won two units. I just happened to parlay them and win three. That's true. Did you get in on Texas today? No, I didn't. I, I was so caught up by midday football that I forgot there was other midday sports to bet on. Yeah, I was so caught up in my six-way Champions League parlay, I forgot the game was at one forty our time, not uh, one or yeah, not three forty our time because it was on at three forty Eastern. So I uh, I started watching late, but big time <laughs> still hit. Mistake. Um, what did Texas win? Did Texas win and cover again? Buzzer beater against UNC. Oh my god! Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. I probably would have taken that. I probably would have taken that. What was the minding? I don't know what the odds were on that. I just saw the buzzer beater. I texted you yesterday after I had already bet on Texas. I was like, Was it you that told me you like Texas? You're like, No, I was like, Huh. (laughs) Must have been Henry. I said, Henry, was it you that told me you like Texas? He's like, yeah. I'm like, cool. I just bet on them blindly just based on that little sentence that you told me. And it worked out. Uh, okay. Anyways, let's move on to tonight. What do we have uh, on the slate other than, well, I guess we talked about that we like that odds boost uh, for those two. Those are the two kind of marquee basketball games yeah. on tonight. Um, but there's also some, I mean, there's tons of college basketball. Unfortunately, no. Tons of it. Buffs in Arizona, that game was a little too 
COVID in the yeah. CU basketball program, which is a shame. Uh, there's also Missouri and Oregon. Um, I, I lean Oregon in this one. They're four and a half point favorites. Um, they obviously lose Peyton Pritchard, um, mm-hmm. who was a really great floor general for them yeah. uh, and just kind of a, a clutch machine. I uh, yeah. loved betting on him, even though I don't like Oregon as a program. Um, so, but I still think Oregon, uh, they, I think they take care of Missouri here. Okay. I like that. I, um, just scrolling through the, uh, Oregon minus two in the first half caught my eye. Just throwing that out. Oregon minus two. In the, okay. Um, also Oregon state, Washington state, mm. uh, Oregon state giving two here. I like that as well. Nice. Nice. There you go. Ryan, we're heating up in college hoops. I mean, what were you? Three or four yesterday? Three what or five. Oh, uh, three or four. Well, if you count the stupid under on the Michigan State game as a separate thing, you were three or five. Oh, four or five, right? Four or five. Oh, okay, so I had. No, it was just three or four. You came into the show one and one. Uh, well, Kansas doesn't count as a pick, does it? No, not really. Even though clearly we talked ourselves into that and we told people to stay away from the three-point odds boost. So nothing but winners last night. The only losers we did in our in our own time, um, which, look, that's uh, as scientists, we must experiment from time that to time. That is true, yes. So, uh, it, it's all for the sake of content, you guys. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's talk about trends in the NFL. Yeah. Before we do that, a shout-out to DraftKings Sportsbook where you can get in on the odds boost that we tossed out at the beginning of the show uh, and all sorts of other amazing offers like that, such as when you use the code DNVR to sign up, you can get a sign up bonus up to a thousand dollars. And this weekend you can sign up for your shot to turn $1 into $100 when betting on either Gonzaga or Baylor to win. That's right. $1 to win a hundred dollars. Use promo code DNVR during sign up to take advantage of these great offers for a limited time only, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match. Deposit bonus requires a 25x playthrough and restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Again, turn one into 100 on Gonzaga Baylor. We're in on both of those teams tonight. They're going to play each other on Saturday. In the morning. Uh, so you know have a little this is a little appetizer for that one and you can pick which team you want to uh place one to win 100 on tonight when you watch both of them play yep exactly all right um we kind of started trends day ryan um and one of the first things we gravitated to aside from some of the fun you know um models models that are always good to follow from the action network what we really gravitated to was this follow the money, right? Where we have a larger percentage of the money um, on a certain team versus the bet percentage. Um, And the first week we started doing this very profitable. Then we started doing it another week, not as much. Then the next week we were like looking at it. Actually, this feels like a fade the public week. We were correct. Last week, I look at it. I thought, oh, it's faves week, and I'm, I'm going to follow the money. Nope, nope. It was underdog week. Uh, so that's now two weeks in a row. We're actually following the money, kind of not working out, especially this is the important factor on a trends day. Because I think if you waited till like Saturday, even Sunday morning, 
then that money might sway you in the right direction a little more. But when I see these numbers, there are a couple that we'll pick out where we do want to follow the public and follow the money. But this is starting to feel more and more like a fade the public type of deal. And for, mm. forget the money entirely. Um, forget the money, fade the public. Yeah. And for example, now th this is a true follow the money because 55% of the bets are on the Saints going into Atlanta as a minus two and a half, minus three favorite. But 78% of that money, so only 48% of the bets are on the Falcons. 78% of the money, however, is on Atlanta. When we were talking about guess the lines, that is a metric we like. The only pause I have here is when I crunch the numbers. Um, my numbers suggest this is a fair line. Now, obviously, this doesn't take into account what the Saints are like with Taysom Hill, and it doesn't take into account what the Falcons have been like the last four or five weeks. And despite not taking into account that, it's still fairly even. Estimated win would have the Saints as three-point favorites, exactly what the line is. YPP would have the Saints as five-point favorites. With that, I think we're going in on the Falcons. We like this as a true follow the money, fade the public type of deal. I I love the Falcons. Love yes. Them. Love the Falcons to the point that it, this might be the game of the week where you have to bounce on. You have to pounce midweek before this shifts too much. I Yeah, I, I believe in that. Is it still sitting at three? Yeah. Yeah. It's still sitting at three. I will say this. If Jameis were to be declared the starter, my feelings would mm. change on this. Two and a half now. Yeah, there you go. Two and a half. Um, so it's moving already. You might want to go. Now, one where I'm much more skeptical, Ryan, and this is going to be a tough one because this is a mega rule for you. The Seahawks at minus 10, 65% of the bets are on them. 96% of the money is on the Seahawks as 10-point favorites going up against the Giants. They are hosting the New York Giants. So much of this depends on Daniel Jones. Yeah, and it's not looking good for Daniel Jones. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a double rule breaker for me, which kind of makes it a stay away. I can't take a 10-point favorite, but I can't bet against uh, uh, Russell Wilson. Nice. That being nice. said, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I want to say that I like the Seahawks, but I'm not allowed to bet it. Yeah, and I would kind of hammer the Giants if I felt good about Daniel Jones. But without him being 100%, I I need 22-mile-per-hour Daniel Jones to be on the field. Not not 16 miles per hour, not 12. I need 22 yeah. or 21.8, whatever that was, mile-per-hour Daniel Jones to cover against the Seahawks. So that is a mega stay away. You would think this might be a stay away as well, Ryan, but 89% of the money is on the Lions plus three compared to just 61% of the bets. They are going up against the Chicago Bears as three-point dogs. Kind of hate both these teams. And YPP says the spread is exactly right. Estimated oh, win oh, has oh, the... Oh. There's a something that we need to really, really take into account here. Trubisky. No. Oh, oh. Eight. Fired coach game. Yes. 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 <laughs> fired Love coach a good fired coach game. Uh, because of that, I, I mean, I'm definitely going Lions. 
Detroit's a great candidate for that. Like yes. if you looked at their roster, they are they are the they are Atlanta, they are Houston, they are that team. Yep. It's like boy, they shouldn't be underachieving to this extent. New coach, all of a sudden, all is fixed, and you get to bet against Mitchell Trubisky. That's right. beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah, Trubisky kind of looked okay on the script the other night, and then his uh, his decision making completely evaded him from there. I mean, it was crazy just watching him in the red zone on these like fadeaway sidearm passes where he needs to complete like a yard and a half and he couldn't get there. He was throwing them at receiver's feet um, for a guy who's like, it's all athleticism. You'd think he'd be able to do more on that. Okay. Uh, have, just so you know, here. I'm yes. going to parlay the Falcons and Lions money lines. It's plus 451. Okay. Is this a tease candidate perchance? Yeah, it could be a tease candidate for sure. Yeah. Okay, I like that. I need I to like bring up the tease for college basketball. I really like basketball teases. Basketball teases are uh, are a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. These basketball spreads. We move on the and this is a line we didn't talk about yesterday in the guess the lines, but now that that game is finally over. Washington football team taking on the Steelers. Steelers in that double-digit zone. I don't have it here, but other books have this. Eh, minus 9, minus 10 for the Steelers. Um, and the money. This is another true fade the public, follow the money pick. 27% difference. 68% of the money on the football team. Only 41% of the bets. Hmm. Uh, I'm not betting on the football team. But if you can get them as a double-digit dog, isn't that your rule? I I don't have a rule that I should take double-digit dogs. I have a rule that I can't take double-digit faves, which I broke. The last two times I broke my rules, I'm 0 for 2, and what am I doing? I don't understand. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, it's, it's not my fault I broke my rule this time. That was your fault. Well, the, the well. time before was definitely my fault. <laughs> Rules are here for a reason, Ryan. And, uh, you know, they must be followed as absolutes. I know. What am I, I doing? I can't keep track of all your rules. You know, you say very, you are really on the money. I know it doesn't feel like that because your accounts fluctuated a lot. You've been really on the money the last few weeks with your analysis. I think the I think since November hit, you've been you've been dialed. You're saying really correct things. You're making a lot of crappy bets though. I know. So, so we got we got to rein it in here. Got to rein it in. We got to talk it through. We got to fill the bet slips as we talk it through. That's a real key. That is the the biggest key. key. Yes. I keep not following my own good uh, advice. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. An unsupervised betting, worst betting possible. Right. Yeah. You should have to like, um, I don't know. Like, yeah, you should like make a rule. You have to tweet out every single bet you take. Like screenshot the slip and send it to your, send it to me before you can officially <laughs> <laughs> punch it in. Um, you're not going to like this one. 85% of the money is on the Vikings as minus 10 and a half point favorites taking on the Jaguars. Um, so the money is just hammering favorites this week. Do you hammering, think that, that's what do you they think, do every week. 
I was going to say, do you think there's some sort of, well, do you think that a couple questions, one, do you think that people are fading underdogs last week since underdog or this week, since underdogs hit a bunch last week, they're like, it's not going to happen two weeks in a row. Hmm. The other question I have is since, you know, back in the day, the sharps like all lived in Vegas. You know what I mean? Like there was like, uh, there was only a couple hundred of them. Maybe. Yes. Now you can bet wherever you want. Like, are the sharps not the sharps anymore? And are they now just rich people with the draft? (laughs) No, I think there are still sharps. I think, I think for a minute, the whole industry was thrown off, off kilter because these NFL spreads and, uh, you know, it, it really was a it was the year of the public better for a while. Now I think we've seen that correction. Um, I just think we're not seeing the sharp money come in on this data yet. I think that's more of a you know, those are the in person ballots. We're just seeing the mail-ins right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if, if you know, if I can put my John King hat on. Um, so yeah, Vikings. Oh, I, I- can't mess with i might also have to throw in uh cardinals plus three in that parlay (laughs) this is this is a true fade the public follow the money 59 percent of the money on the cards ryan only 34 percent of the bets Mm -hmm. 25 percent difference um that's significant and yeah as i was looking at this i love the cards as well I love so, it. So cards, lions, falcons, plus twelve, twelve. Yeah, and I've got two more candidates for you to add to that. So don't don't click submit on that parlay yet. The numbers, Ryan YPP says the cards at home should be one and a half point favorites, not three point dogs. Wow. Estimated win, which is their estimated win, is within a field goal. On every spread, I calculated but two. So estimated win is on top of Vegas in how they are setting the lines. And yet estimated win here says the cards should be two-point favorites. So this is one of those two that there's a five-point difference over a field wow. goal. Um, wow. So yeah, love the cards. Love the cards. And I love that I love the cards not because of what you're saying not because of the Cliff Kingsbury madness that goes on on this show on a regular basis, but because of sound data and logic. Also, this game reeks of an under, Ryan. It reeks of an under. Huh. You with me? Because the the they're always in these low-scoring games, the Rams. I think in facing the Rams, Arizona's going to do a lot of this, like running the ball, which they love to do. It's set at 48 and a half. The two teams are averaging 46.64. Rams only averaging 19 points per game on offense, and they're conceding 50 points per game, which would be an over. But I think those defenses with a little more ground control heavy offenses, I think those defenses will be salvaged. That's why I love this under. Love, love, love the under. Everything you said is sound, but I'm never uh, betting the under when Cliff Kingsbury's out there. Yeah, but NFL Cliff Kingsbury, this isn't, you know, we're not in Lovick anymore. Um, I know, but I just, I don't want to root against his artistic offense. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, <laughs> this this one mm, I hate. Mm, mm. Oh. Hold on. Is this not a really great uh, first quarter over 
Script City. Oh, oh. This is a Script City special. Um, what's that set at? Oh, we probably don't have that right now, huh? Uh, no, we do. Spread. No, we don't. No, we don't. We don't. Oh, shoot. Nope. 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 Yeah, total points first quarter. Over oh. nine and a half. Money. Yeah. Yeah. Money. And then you take the under. Here's one I hate. This this one I truly hate, but 90% of the money is on the Colts minus three and a half. I remind you, they are taking on the Texans at home. Um, 69% of the bets on the Colts. Classic, classic, classic fade the public. I mean, it doesn't get more classic fade the public than this, aside from the Atlanta game, maybe. And uh, the numbers, the numbers big time agree with us. Uh, Colts, again, three and a half point favorites on the road. YPP says, actually, Texans should be two and a half point favorites. That's a massive differential. And even estimated win says just a two point favorite. Wow. Yeah. So love the Texans. Count me in. Yeah. Yeah. Love the Texans. Um, ah, I wish the Giants were playing because that's the other one I soft love. And as far as the data goes, um, that's kind of, you know, the the money, the money really likes the Bengals at uh, plus 11 and a half. And the bet percentage on the Bengals is only 46. That's a classic fade the public. I really have a hard time suggesting wagering on Brandon Allen, but that would be taking a double digit dog right there. Um, the money also loves the Chiefs at minus 14. Can't exactly fault them. Like us, the money loves the Titans against the Browns, which gives me just a smidge of pause because, uh, you know, the, the numbers would suggest this should be a pretty close game. And uh, that's about the the end of the interesting lines as far as the money trends here. The one other game, crunching my numbers, that I really like, Ryan, and I did not think this when we guessed the lines, unlike the Atlanta pick, unlike the Houston pick, unlike the Arizona pick. I'm very intrigued after crunching the numbers by the San Francisco 49ers as two and a half point favorites taking on the Buffalo Bills. The numbers two and a half say point faves or dogs? Dogs, my bad. As dogs, I like the Niners. Uh, YPB says they should be a one and a half point favorite. Estimated win says they should be a three point favorite. Should be noted, Andre. Mostert. And Debo Samuel back in the lineup for uh, for San Francisco. And they've been out for like six to eight weeks. So um, that makes a big, big difference for their offense. Yeah, I think Ayuk as well, if I'm oh, not mistaken. Oh, that is correct. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and the Niners are well coached. They're pesky. Um, I could definitely see this being Bills go up big, then Niners close the gap, then Bills eke it out. You know, I, I might have to buy a point here, make this the full three. Um, but but I like the Niners. I think the Niners are quite intriguing here. I'm interested too. Um, I've been off the Niners for a long time. Yep. But now that they're kind of getting their pieces back, I think Kyle Shanahan can go back to out coaching people. Yep. Yep. Uh, I don't think you're wrong. Okay. So, money lines, you want to parlay Falcons, Cardinals, Lions. Lions. Can we throw Houston in there? Um, once you do that, I think you start considering going round robin with it. Yeah, and Houston might be Houston's more of a spread than a money line play, probably. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm interested in the, in the round robin there of four, four dogs that we like. Because, you know, the chances of going four for four there are unlikely. Yes. But uh, I might be interested in doing a little round, round robin there. Plus 3,100. Okay. Good. Good. I like that we've done this. Um, I've got more over-unders that are intriguing to me, but we could save those. No Thursday night football on the NFL side tomorrow, but we will have some college Thursday night. I'm sure some Ooh. more intriguing college hoops. So, nice. Yeah, Air Force actually plays tomorrow. Oh, God, I hate their quarterback. Oh, man, he's bad. I know. Well, but maybe they've been able to coach up that other quarterback in the month and a half they haven't had to play, you know, so. It's possible. Uh, yeah. For an update, West Virginia with an early three-point lead on the Zags. Um, I feel like an early lead right now in college basketball is a curse. Uh, the Buffs came way back on Kansas State. Uh, Duke was up big on Michigan State yesterday. Mm. You can go through the list. Like Teams that go up early are losing these games. I don't know why it is, but it, it's happening. Well, and those are great games where you you jump in and you hammer that favorite while you can. I wish the Zags were better than minus two ten. I know, uh, I know one member of our staff when the Buffs did go down uh, big early in that one game over Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, yep, got in on some live odds and made him. I think they were down like twenty four to nine at like plus four hundred. Well, and speaking of that Hedge City game, um, our guy D-Line in our betting slack was saying, man, when Kentucky was up big early, um, the Kansas buyout was intriguing. At that point, though, I could have 2x the Kentucky buyout. Um, and oh, you really... mean Kansas Live line? Yeah. He was saying Kansas Live was intriguing. Yeah, if you would have taken the Kentucky buyout, then you could have had like a $300 night. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been real nice. Kentucky cannot shoot. Man, they're going to be insane defensively, though. Yeah, so the problem with just that whole idea you were just talking about, it's why when I hedge a game, I don't even really want to watch it because you start second-guessing every move. Whereas if you just don't watch it, you just wait for it to end, and you've got 40 bucks in your your account that you know wouldn't have been there otherwise. Yeah. Yeah, no, and once you hedge, you just that's a commitment you need to make. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's like rest in peace on that decision. That's exactly. the decision's been made. Stick been with it. Stun. Yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of being done, this show is done. So wow. we will talk to you tomorrow on uh, DNVR Bets Daily. Appreciate you guys for tuning in and uh, good luck with your bets.